With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jason, why don't you tell the people what the fuck you were doing? I actually wasn't screaming. I was laughing as loud as I could in his face. <laughs> That's a laugh. I was, I was going like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I was doing. That's fucking terrifying. I don't know what happened. I kind of blacked out. That a boy. <laughs> Welcome back to New Heights. Hey! Presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by all new Experience Smart Money debit card. The debit card that builds credit without the debt. That's the best way to do it. God damn, it only took us this long to do it. Thank you, Experience. Way to go. We are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey, out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Yeah. And welcome to New Heights. Subscribe on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts and follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S or join the official fan club at newheightshow.com. Jason, tell the people what we got coming up. Man, we got another great episode. No surprises here. <laughs> we try and bring it every week for the 92 percenters and whoever else is uh, tuning in, maybe the first time listeners. You're in store for a doozy. A doozy. That's right. We're going to talk about Travis taking football abroad and tackling uh, the NFL in Germany. The Eagles hanging on against the Cowboys and take a look at the biggest storylines coming out of week nine in the NFL. Week nine. But first... As always, we got to get to a little bit of that. New news. New news. Hey, new news. We got a little family reunion game coming up, Trav. That's right. And with that, we got another merch drop. Hey, yo. First huge item of new news. We have some uh, new merch dropping over there at uh, homage.com slash new heights. If you want to get some uh, family reunion game, that's right. This uh, Chiefs Eagles game. It's not the Kelsey Bowl. It is the family reunion game. That's right. Coming up around the holidays. Um, that is thanks. It's rebranded. Rebranded. Yeah, we just rebranded this thing. So make sure you uh, check out not only the game in week 11, but um, check it out at homage.com slash new heights to get some new gear, man. Get some of that merch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who doesn't love a good family reunion? It's always fun for like the first 30 seconds and then you're ready to just get the hell out of there. <laughs> 92 percenter time. It's going to be a big old family event down there in Kansas City in a couple weeks. All right. Now. And uh, speaking of the family reunion merch, we got a family reunion event happening Ooh. that same week. And since the game is in Kansas City, this event is going to be held in Philly. For all of you Philly 92 percenters that won't be able to go to the game, we're going to have a special treat for you in Philadelphia. Make sure to follow us on social 
for more details and what that is and how you can attend. How about that? Rumors are we might have cute-ass intern Brandon and or Jets Jake in attendance, still working on the details uh, with with the with their agents. And uh, yeah, be a lot of fun prizes, New Heights merch. I think we're going to make it a good event. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what uh, the 92 percenters in Philly do on a uh, on a fun special event like this, especially with Judge Jake in attendance and cute ass <laughs> Brandon. It's a cute ass Brandon. <laughs> Every time. And moving on to some next new news: some dipping hey, dots. Yeah, Jason, tell us about the uh, newest addition in the Eagles' old line room. Dude, pretty cool. Uh, Dip and Dodge reached out after we mentioned him in the Cedar Point uh, episode. When we were talking about him. That's what I was going to get you for my for your birthday too, man. Oh, they you, fucking, well, yeah, they beat you to it. They beat me to yeah, it. Yeah, they they offered to get me a freezer, um, and I was like, dude, I don't have any place to put a freezer, but I know some guys that like some ice cream, and a good place that freezer could go, and that's in the Eagles O line room. All right now. So, um, yeah, thank you to Dippin' Dots for being the first official sponsor of the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line in particular. And, I, I mean, I think that makes them an official sponsor of the Tush Push. Ooh. Way to go, guys. <laughs> we had some celebratory Dippin' Dots immediately following the game on Monday. It's dangerous to have Dippin' Dots at your disposal anytime you want it. Not if you're trying to keep weight. Well, for me, it's good because I the Eagles can't be happier with me putting pounds on. But uh, <laughs> with uh, some of the other guys who are trying to keep that poundage down, they gotta like uh, they gotta they, they, they can't succumb to uh, temptation in that dip and dots offensive line room. So we'll have to. I love how Jordan came on here and just told us that all our candy sucks. It's listen, the Australian candy was good, but let's not. The American candy is pretty damn good too. I think. Uh, I feel firmly confident in a side-by-side taste test. We'd be fine. I've never seen Dippin' Dots over there. You guys haven't figured out Dippin' Dots yet, Jordan. Yeah. yeah. You figure out Dippin' Dots, fucking come holler at us. They didn't have a Reese's. I didn't, I didn't see any any Reese's over there. I didn't, you know. The nerd cluster, as you could tell, was a game changer in his mouth. He had no idea. I had some was. Uh, I had some German candy. That was pretty good. Ooh. It was so like it was... a toffee, like white chocolate mix with like an almond in it. Okay. That thing, I don't know. I couldn't pronounce the name, but that thing was fucking good. I can't wait to ask you more German questions. <laughs> I'm I'm so curious to see how this trip went. So when we get to Dude, the game. Dude, it was so much fun. I got a nice fucking. Should we wait till the game to talk Frankfurt about it? Frankfurt Galaxy I, fucking jersey. So did, sweet. Where did you get that at? One of the equipment managers, actually. I think he had it in on uh, the NFL Europe. and see, Or at least he, he knew where to search for the jersey. Yeah, he had a guy. He knew a guy. Had to know yeah. a guy. There's no way the 87 jersey was just online. That's the way equipment managers run, too. I feel like equipment managers, there's like a secret society of equipment managers. Are you kidding me? 1,000%. And they all know each other, like, in between sports. Like, they all, like, it's like a brotherhood. (laughs) Fuck. Should we ponder on more free stuff? Like, what what other free stuff would you want? We got to think about some good free stuff. I've been... I've been very happy with the the, the dipping dots. Um, Gosh, what do we want? What, what would what you we... ask for? If you could ask for anything, Trav. Dude, I've always wanted to go to space. Are we going to fucking SpaceX? Let's fucking go. Put a man. rocket in your meeting Let's room? Let's fucking go. Oh, no. Oh, so it's just to come to. All right. Um, no, no, no. To get so, to the facility. Well, let's run with this. Let's run. So you want to go to space? <laughs> I would fuck. God, I would love to go you to really space. You really want to go to space? Dude, I want to see. 
I want to feel what it's like up there, man. I want to feel weightlessness, anti gravity. I don't think it's anti gravity. I think it's just no gravity. Yeah, there you go. No gravity. <laughs> All right. Well, no gravity and staring at. I want to see. I want to see it with my own eyes. So you can tell everybody if it's round or flat. That's just like I just want to see it. You just I want, want to see it? what it looks like. Yeah, dude. I I'm not gonna lie. I have zero interest in going to space. What about the moon? What about the moon? If you could like land on the moon and stay on the moon for a weekend. I mean, dude, if it starts being like a Southwest flight, I'll hop on it. But until then, like, I'm not going to be one of these guinea pigs going up there. You think it's like an imploding fucking submarine or something? Like, you, like you're like you dead. Like, there's a big chance. I am not in any hurry to be the first one on that flight. I will. <laughs> I, I don't, until they got that thing ironed out with, like, really good success <laughs> rates, it, it ain't that important to me. Jeez, this isn't like the slingshot at fucking Cedar Point, all right? This is a fucking a well-tested machine. If I'm not getting on the slingshot, I'm damn sure not going into space. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't going into any submarine. I'm perfectly happy with my feet on the ground, brother. Dude, I'm not going to lie. It's submarine, I'm out on that shit. I mean. So you'll go to space, but not in a submarine. Dude, the submarine? <sighs> Something about, yeah, no, I'm out. What about like deep, deep sea diving would you do that no no too many things that can eat you is man. not yeah snorkeling is about as far as i go when it comes to shit snorkeling. Like that. i gotta be i gotta be around like a, a group i can't just it can't just be me and somebody else it's gotta be like me and like 10 others and i can swim faster than the other people yeah you know what there's I mean? a i left kylie out to dry one time in hawaii she was not happy about it she was not happy about that I, I'm like deathly afraid of sharks. <laughs> There's nothing that afraid that makes me afraid more than sharks. So much so oh that when I was God. a child, when I was a child, Kylie, I was not going come to on! <laughs> follow <was> me. A, <laughs> when I was a child, I wouldn't go into the deep end because I was nervous that sharks somehow got through the filtration units and into the pool. And that happened at a far older age than it should have. Let me tell you that, folks. <laughs> Jaws screwed me up at a very young age. And we were uh, paddleboarding oh one time gosh, off Jason, the... Uh, you're an we amazing were, human being. <laughs> we were paddleboarding one time <laughs> off the coast of Maui on... Uh, I think it was when you were in the Pro Bowl and we were out there visiting you. Hell yeah. And we were staying at um, in Maui before we went over to Oahu. Turtle Bay. Turtle Bay, baby. Before we went there, we stayed in uh, Forgetting Sarah Maui, Marshall. And Ky Kylie talked me into um, paddleboarding in the like little incove at the resort. And I'm like, I like everything. I watch Shark Week all the freaking time. And I'm like, this is like the number one way to get eaten by a shark is to get on a freaking surfboard. And I'm falling. True. I'm, yes, it is. It is definitely true. Between that and spearfishing. And, um, and I'm on this uh, surfboard. And I keep falling off. Paddleboard, whatever. You see a shark. No, yeah. I don't see the shark. Pe fall off. <laughs> Get onto that thing as quick as possible. Of quick course. as possible. It's Same thing. Safe. And it keeps happening. I keep falling off because I'm not athletic enough for a paddleboard, apparently. First time <laughs> ever doing it. I'm about 50 yards away from the beach. So I, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of out there, right? Little distance, I can see it, no, but I'm like, not you're not far at all, dude. Well, on a paddleboard where you can't control yourself, I'm, I'm between 50 and 75 yards, <laughs> anyways. I'm on the board, all of a sudden, guy in front of me gets just like goes like this, like, and I'm like, okay, either he's a, like 
most unathletic human being ever. Something just hit his board. And he starts screaming shark. Shut the fuck up. I'm not making There's this up. I got no the picture. Way. I got the picture in my phone. I will show it to you afterwards. <laughs> I just. A picture of what? The shark? I, I, I'll show you. I, I hightailed in reverse. I don't ask questions. I'm not asking questions. This motherfucker just yelled shark. I'm getting there. I am headed inland. And I just go. And Kyler's like, man, where are you going, Jay? I didn't even say a word. I just kept going straight. <laughs> I was in full panic mode. I'm like, dude, I am not sticking around. You couldn't even relay the fuck or echo the call. You she knew. Echo the call. She should know. It's a shark. I gotta say, oh, in game time, game time didn't fall in the water at all. I got to the shore quick as hell. Flew to the beach. This guy gets back on the beach. Kylie's like, what happened? I was like, that guy just got hit by a shark. And she's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, yeah, I swear. And then he finally gets in. And this dude has a full on like bite print on his board on the back of it. <laughs> and then I got to sit there and watch the guy evolve the story over and over again throughout the day as people would come up and ask him. It started with like, yeah, the guy hit the shark hit the back of the board and I fell in the water. And then it evolved to like, oh, the, yeah, the shark hit the back of the board and I gave him the people's elbow as I came down <laughs> on top of the shark. <laughs> Yeah, I fucking I showed that shark. Don't ever fucking, don't ever fucking bite my board. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody man. kept buying them drinks, and the story just kept evolving. But oh man, that's I mean, dude, golden. it was terrifying. And then went to the same resort, and I'm there with Bo Allen. Two years later, no, not again. I'm snorkeling. Why the fuck did you go? There's one area I'm not going back to it. But he talked me into it. He talked There's me no way I'm it. going back to that. He talk, exact- they told me when it happened, they've never seen a shark. Haven't seen it since They then. said they've never seen one. The next That's time how, I'm in the it's water. It's a resort, Jason. They I have the, to tell you that. I got the if goggles. They, if word gets out that they got sharks right off 50 yards off of the fucking shoreline, nobody's going there. Dude is spearfishing right over here. Goggles on. I'm, I'm, I'm just in my zone looking at turtles, looking at turtles. What do I see? I about shit my pants. I'm not like, there was a, you know, there was a guy spearfishing. There was a fucking shark and it was, it was not like, it wasn't a great white, but it was one that was big enough that, you know, it could mess your leg up or something. I mean, it was, I'm not messing around with that. So hightailed in reverse, didn't say nothing to Bo Allen either. That's the sharks. I'm not, listen, I'm not giving you a chance. I mean, Bo's a juicy guy. That shark would choose him over me. Probably. We ever go fucking snorkeling, man. And you're just. And I just see you booking it. Oh, my gosh, man. Dude, I was terrified. I'm not going to lie. Just seeing this is in my head is fucking hilarious. So, yeah, I'm done snorkeling. I'm done. I'm done doing all that nonsense. And I'm definitely not going into space. You just got to go in a submarine so the shark can't get you. Listen, I don't know what the sharks are in space that I got to be worried about, but I ain't going up there. (laughs) Are you talking about the aliens? (laughs) Aliens ain't going to fuck with you. (laughs) All right, man. Well, shout out to SpaceX. Jeff Bezos, hit me up if you need somebody to go to space. You can do the podcast live from space. Dude. I'll do do it down here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Dude, it would actually be pretty cool. You go up in space and we can show all the people that think the earth is flat that it's actually round. I'm in. It would be a good service. Finally debunk this. I mean, yeah. All right. (laughs) You don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep this thing moving to some fan mentions of the week. For this week's uh, edition of Fan Mentions, we're bringing back fan art. That's right. We got a few of uh, the 92 percenters to send us some cool stuff. 
that uh that you guys wanted us to see first user is uh drew drew this nice play on your name and the words there drew nice name user posted an incredible drawing of jason on the club 92 fan feed dude that is a good photo in quotes, I finished the illust- I finished this illustration of you, Jason. Next is El Travador. <laughs> dude, that's I mean, that should be your fucking like profile picture, dude. Is this what I really look like? Or is this way better than what I look like? That's what you look like when you were on the like wearing the mummer's suit and fucking screaming on the podium. I feel like this is what you That's what I look like? One hundred percent. I got a good yelling face. Yeah, no, you can. There's a lot of fucking emotion in that thing. Look at the fucking eyebrow and the. Yeah, that's intense. Well done, Drew. Drew. You don't want to be the person on the opposite, on the receiving end of whatever you're saying right there. <laughs> I've been there before. Yeah, I definitely saw this before the game. I don't know if this played into any subliminal messaging that happened in the game, but I, I was a big fan of it. So well done, Drew. Drew. Well fucking done. Up next is. Batsy Crazy uh, on the New Heights Reddit page shared a photo of their creation and wrote, I custom made sexy Batman and Big Yeti in uh, Funko Pop world. So this is pretty sweet with the New Heights light that you guys can uh, purchase. Am I that out of touch? What is Funko Pop? Funko Pop, I mean, they're just like little collectors, little collector items. They're, I'm pretty sure they're all. I dig it. If, that, if this is what they all look like, I'm in. That Big Yeti, I want that. They all look more like you. The head is more like that. Like the Batman? Yeah. I think uh, I think they're both great, though. These are pretty fucking sweet. I like want that. That Big Yeti needs to be on a Christmas tree. It does look like an ornament. Yeah. That thing looks sweet. Dude, if I could get a Big Yeti tree topper and just had the Big Yeti on the top of the tree holding a star, <laughs> I mean, that'd be an ornament for me. Now you're, see, what you're doing is you're manifesting it by saying yeah. on the right show, you know? Yeah. 92% is this, let's figure they, they it out. They gave me Dippin' Dots last time. Somebody will figure out a way to 3D print a Big Yeti with a star. <laughs> Heck, might need a Ignition Lab out here. Hey. All right, it's time for No Dumb Questions. <laughs> Moving on. It's time now to answer a few not dumb questions because there's no such thing as dumb questions, just dumb people. Yeah, right now. That's right. No Dumb Questions is brought to you by our friends at Accelerator Active Energy. It's so much better than passive energy because it activates <laughs> and it accelerates and it energizes and it hydrates. Accelerator Active Energy is available on Amazon. Not right now. Just like everything else. Killing it. From at Hannah McDougal, 9182. No Dumb Question, Swifty here in parentheses, just... uh stating that she's not a 92 percenter what is on the wristband that the quarterback wears and what is on the massive sheet that the coach holds all game looks like a lot of words it is a lot of words and it's very confusing it's uh it's ironic that you asked what both of those things were because they do have something in common they have the plays on them there you go that's right that uh, that menu card that you see the coaches wearing, well, that's exactly what it is. It's a list of all the plays that we have kind of separated in a, and organized in a way that the coach can call them according to the situations that that's at hand. So whether it be a first down, second down, they have plays specifically in the game plan for their first and second down. And that goes with third down, third and short, third and long, meaning uh, third and two versus third and like, let's say, 10 plus. 
10 yards plus, third and two yards, third and 10 yards plus, if I'm making any sense. I just don't like the layout of the sheets when I see them. I think that I don't really understand <laughs> them. Like, I think maybe if I understood it more and I actually went through it with one of the offensive coordinators, I would get it. But whenever I get it to be like, oh, but what's that third down run again? What's that? And then I get it and I have to like find the third down. I'm like, why don't you just have like a color coordinate? And some of it is color coordinate. I don't know. It's confusing <laughs> it's, to me. I can't find it. It's not confusing at all. It's not? It's not. It is so labeled and clear cut exactly like third down runs is 100% a section in there if you guys have it or and you just and it's in it's over by where the runs are like you'll see like first second down runs goal line runs short third and short runs yeah but I would think like the third down would all be like in the same area so that you don't have to flip to the pass section oh, to get to the yeah. third. You know so what I mean? You just don't like, like it, that it's it separated weird. and run and pass. Yeah, it just feels like, I don't know. It feels like it's very segmented and it's hard. Whatever. It's um, not. So I am, I am curious about the, the, the quarterback wristband because I've never. You never looked at it? No. Sometimes uh, to get a play call in, it's just easier to say a number. I would assume that's what it's for. Yeah, they're usually longer plays. Where there's like a lot of words. I don't know. I think it's different in every every room. It it's the wristband is to help the quarterback on whatever he's having trouble with. Like, listen, I get that we want to be creative, and I'm not a fan of the wrist. I don't. If listen, if you have to read the play, I feel like there's a zero percent chance we're going to be efficient at this play. <laughs> like, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> That is so fucking true. I don't think I've ever seen Pat actually look at a wristband. I mean, we do it all the time, and sometimes it's successful, sometimes it's not. Maybe it's if, like, the the play – because you only get to talk in the microphone up until about 15 seconds on the play clock, right? Maybe it's just, like, a quick way to get to a – like, play 35 instead of trying to say the the entire – Yeah. I I mean, I get it. But I just think it should be like this. It should be, it should be, get the play 35. It should be like a look. And then it's like, all right, uh, you know, um, double, double right after, you know what I mean? But if you're like going like this and you're like, uh, F mode, uh, to the trips, right? Like all this stuff. I'm like, dude, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I just hope you can read the defense faster than that. Yeah. Dude, I, I cannot stand when the play call sounds like a short story. He's like, F move to trips right, uh, Z uh, shift. Uh, okay. Ninety four. Yeah. Waggle. Yeah. Kill. Sir. Alert. This. <laughs> you don't uh, like the alerts? Yeah. The end. Dude, the alerts are home run shots, dude. Yeah. The end. No, the I, I don't like when it starts off. Once upon a time, F mode to trips right. Then, like, it's just too much. Like just, I feel like if it gets that long, it just needs one word, and everybody needs to know what that one word is. What are we running? We're running freight train right. You know what we're doing. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Perfect concept. Easy. That's all you had to Dude. say. It's freight train right. Freight train right. It's got all that built in. Yeah. Don't got to do all this verbiage. I don't know. You do know. It's way harder than what I'm making it out to be. <laughs> Especially when guys don't get that rep. Basically, there's abbreviated plays on the wristband, and all the plays are on the call sheet. As Chiefs Kingdom has made fun of Coach Reed, um, and have has actually put like a Waffle House like menu <laughs> in his hand. I think uh, it does. I, think I mean, it's laminated like a Waffle House menu. It's, it's not one thousand percent laminated. What's on? Yeah, you can't get that thing wet, man. 
won't be able to read it. All right. Well, well that was good. Yeah, that's a that was solid a good, question. Uh, that was a solid, solid question. question. Thanks, Hannah. And All now right, I from, know that I can read a fucking chart better than Jason can. <laughs> for sure. I can't. I'm, I look at that thing. I'm like, Ugh. okay, what are the first and second down runs we're trying to get to this drive? That's all I give a fuck about. It says it right there. And it, all right. You're hilarious. All right. Moving on. From Thomas Mulholland. This one is for Jason. Before you snap the ball, what is it you're pointing to and yelling about? Every play is just out here just fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on every um, rip it, listen. Every every offense, the blocking scheme needs to be uh, communicated. So depending on the play, and different systems do it differently. There are some systems where uh, the center will point where he's going. There are some systems where the center is pointing out the mic. There are some systems where the quarterback is pointing out the mic. Those of you that don't know who the mic is, he's the middle of the three linebackers. Correct, but. Mike can also be just, it's really just the middle of three birds because if you have weak rotation, three now birds, the Mike is the Will or the Sam. Anybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so without going down that rabbit hole, <laughs> all of the plays in the rule book he have said rabbit hole about 10 times a day. I'm a big rabbit hole guy. <laughs> without going down that gopher hole, <laughs> nice. every play in the playbook has a set of rules. For instance, Two-jet protection. The offensive line is responsible for down in the will. Classic two-jet protection. And based Jordan on... teaches that one. Based on how you're teaching it as an offense, the center might say, hey, Mike is 54. That means we have the next one over from the Mike, which would be the will, so everybody knows that we're responsible for four down in the will. Some offenses would just be, hey, just go point the Mike, the will out. Hey, we got... Hey, you know, will is, you know... Will is 36. All right, then we got the four down in number 36. You can also sort that. You, there are different calls that indicate how you're blocking those guys on pass plays. It could be a sort protection, which means you're 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 kind of blocking more uh you're responsible for more people than there are blockers. Sort of protection. Let me write this down. So if there's three blockers, you're three sorting blockers. out four potential players. There could be four a man protection, <laughs> which is 5-0, which you have all five guys on the line. There's a lot of different things. But anyways. Mike and you said Mike, Sam. Without going down that snake hole. Uh, anyways, all of this communication is just to set the blocking arrangement so that everybody knows who they're responsible for. And you yell it so that everyone hears you. 54 is Sam. <laughs> That's it. Nice. So you point and yell. So everyone's on the same page. Got it. All right. Well, perfect. That's what he's doing. He's pointing and yelling. I hope that helped, Thomas. Yeah. From Barely Contessa. Uh, no dumb question. Did you guys have a part-time job in high school? If not, what kind of job did you want to have? Um, I had no part-time jobs in high school. I, uh, I had played sports one, and music. Uh, you did. And you it do? was, yeah, it was to chaperone kids. I was a camp counselor. Well, I guess we, I did that too for, you're talking about the high, high uh, hockey rink, hockey camp? Well, you did the hockey camp. I didn't do the hockey camp. I did the basketball camp. I was next door. Nice. I guess that's kind of a job. 100% was my first time. Did you ever like cut people's grass for money or rake leaves? <laughs> no. Shovel, I think I shoveled no. snow one time. I don't know if we did that no. together or not. No. Dad saw me raking leaves and like mowing the grass one time. And he said, "Boy, you better get you better get paid by the hour." 
So man, manual labor ain't in your. I'm just like, come on, yeah. dad. It's our house. All right, I'm not doing a job for somebody else. I'm doing it for your fucking jabroni ass. <laughs> it's different. It's different. I'm taking my time because I don't give a fuck. That was dad's favorite line. What uh, he'd be like, go out there and mow the grass. Why? Why? Why don't you mow the grass? What do you think I had you for? <laughs> And, and we didn't have the fucking starter up fucking lawnmower. All right. We had the, the fucking the little blader. Yeah. The, 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 the thing that comes on two wheels. Appar- Dude. And apparently they're more efficient now. Like it, it runs like efficiently. Ours would clunk up. You'd have to go over Dude, it like three or four no, times. There's no way it's any different than what somebody told me they're, they're pretty good now, but. No, it doesn't matter. You you let the grass get as high as Ed Kelsey did, and that shit ain't fucking mowing through nothing, dude. <laughs> You're just going over the same spot like, God fucking damn it. <sighs> Can this one piece of grass, please? Why can't this one piece? It can't get caught. <laughs> it just keeps going down, and it pops back up like Alfalfa's little freaking haircut. They talk about a fucking workout. Did you have any part-time job? Everybody knows about your part-time job in college. You were a telemarketer. Yeah, dude. Well, I don't, it was like survey taker. I don't know about telemarketing. Okay, survey. I wasn't really marketing anything. I was just trying to get people's opinion on Medicare in Southern Ohio and Northern Indiana and Eastern Kentucky, <laughs> which is down down here. Nah, we don't like that. It was a fuck situation. I couldn't. I couldn't do it for too long. But nor did they want me to do it for too long my like list was way shorter than all the other people that were getting taken surveys they're like like well she's over here has 20 surveys done today travis how many do you have like, <laughs> nobody's answering the phone <laughs> you guys are paying me by the hour I've, I've got five done <laughs> Damn, that's good. Oh, man. I yeah. I did bouncing for one day, and then I didn't necessarily get fired. I had to quit. Butch Jones told me I had to. I had, he told you to stop. Yeah, Where were you a bouncer no. at? I was a bouncer. Uh, I don't want to name the club. It was a downtown spot at Cincinnati. Yeah, um, I was a, that was the only part-time job that I would consider I've ever had. Like I was a bouncer one off-season a summer. Me and a bunch of other offensive linemen worked at McFadden's down oh, in uh, you and a couple others uh, downtown Cincinnati, which is no longer uh, there. I don't think R.I.P. McFadden's. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, and the first thing they said is like, you know, we don't want altercations. We just want people to behave. Your job is to not only preserve the peace, right? Separate, diffuse situations. You know. They made it very clear they do not want altercations, and um, and then on top of that, another part of our job was to uh, clean the floors. So, like, if somebody broke a glass, we oh, had yeah. to get the mop, you know, sweep it up, yeah, get the floor back to being danceable. You know, that was kind of the gig. And um, <laughs> what a fucking job, man! They they told us firmly we don't want altercations. But one of the other guys that bartended with or that bounced with me um was a big fan of altercations and he became a bouncer because he wanted altercations what am i and i still remember time, vividly there's this guy walks over to the back hallway where we all know there's not a bathroom but a lot of the patrons thought that there was a bathroom back there and um and we see it and i'm like oh, and uh my buddy looks back there he's, he decides hey i'm gonna go check it out he walks back there and all of a sudden, I hear a commotion, 
And I'm like, yo, what just happened? I had to kick him out. And I was like, what'd you do? And we went back to the security footage after that bit of security. And of course the guy thought there was a bathroom over there, but there's not a bathroom over there. So what do you do when you're drunk and you think there's a bathroom someplace and you, there's not a bathroom there. You just start relieving yourself where you're at. And this is like in a back hallway by an exit. And uh, the former bouncer walks up to him and looks over his shoulder, sees what's happening, taps him on the shoulder. And the guy says, what? And he's like, man, what the, what the fuck are you doing, man? And the guy says, I, I, I had to go. He's like, you're damn right you do. Grabs him, <laughs> throws him down in his own piss, proceeds to mop him up. Pop up the piss with the guy and throws him immediately the out the exit. You got to clean yeah. the floors, man. I mean, it's part of his job. Part of the job. So he, he decided to mop up, mop it up with the guy and then throw him out the door. Anyways. Oh, man. That's it for No Dumb Questions, which, of course, is brought to you by our friends at Accelerator Active Energy. All right. Before we keep going, we need to shout out our sponsor. Prize Picks. That's right. Prize Picks is a skill-based real money daily fantasy sports game. And it's the easiest way... Uh, and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And with basketball season now here, ladies and gentlemen, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks, submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And now for the portion of this read labeled personal experience to be read by talent outside of Travis and Jason Kelsey because we are active NFL players and cannot participate. Can't do this. But you know who can? The cutest intern we know. That's right. Bring your cute Brandon, ass on Brandon, get in. your ass in here. Get there he is. Look at him blush. He jumps point. on here <laughs> just like Hey guys. Hey, oh, oh my god. Me again? Oh my god. Yeah, guys. Terrible week with the picks. I um I listened to Jets Jake for 30 seconds, and that was a huge fucking mistake. So my Monday night sucked. But anyways, hey, we live to fight another day. That's what's fun about prize picks. It just starts all over again. You can be wrong again next week. I am going to hop on the Jared Goff bandwagon because he's playing i think one of the nfl's worst passes pass defenses in the chargers on a short week so i'm going to take uh, jared goff at the yards i also am looking at running backs playing chicago on thursday because they are a terrible run defense so take a look at miles sanders or chubba hubbard for yards uh those are my picks but as i said earlier not doing great so there's a lot of other options to explore on the price picks app take a look see what works for you i'm gonna get out of here Jason Travis, come on back. Why is that whistle so fucking? <laughs> why does the whistle? God damn it. All right. Well, hopefully, Brandon, uh, our intern, cute ass intern, did you guys right. Uh, and if you guys want to get into daily fantasy football or daily fantasy this season, uh, go to prizepicks.com slash new heights and use the code new heights for a first deposit match up to $100. That's right. That's prizepicks.com slash new heights. Code New Heights for daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. I'm sure all of the 92% out there tuning in are looking to come to the Chiefs and Eagles game this season. And that's why today's sponsor is important. 
That's right. Today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek. From the NFL, college football, Zach Bryan concerts. That's right. Just about anything is on SeatGeek, which is pretty crazy. That's a lot of things per day. You got anything you're looking forward to going to? Um, no, not no. really. I might, I might just say fuck it and just go somewhere nice. I don't know. I, I'm losing I'm, my skin's getting real pale, so I got to go so somewhere sunny. South? Somewhere south. Someplace I mean, south? closer to the equator. I don't know if that's south of the equator. <laughs> SeatGeek puts all tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. And uh, each ticket is actually rated on a scale of 1 to 10. So look for the green dots. Green means good and red, red not so good. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee. And SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. And you know we came through for you guys. You always... You, as always, influence us to give you guys great deals. So use the code KELSEY10 for 10% off tickets on SeatGeek. That's right. Code KELSEY10 will get you 10% off tickets whether you're a new or existing customer. Open the app and type the code in right now. Let's get to some of these bold topics from week nine around the NFL. Nah, nah, nah. Starting out with maybe uh, the hottest bold topic, which is Chiefs-Dolphins playing in Frankfurt, Germany. That's right. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21-14 in a game that ended up coming down to the wire um, across the ocean. The Atlantic, that is. All right, now. Before we get into the game, how was Germany? I'll tell you what, man. It was a pretty cool experience. I just like yeah. getting out of the house. Something that you're not too fond of. But I do enjoy just like seeing new places, new ways of life. I thought it was one of the coolest parts about going to Cleveland Heights was how much of a melting pot it was. Yeah. So getting to experience someone else's culture and... Uh, how they're living, you know, went out there, had a few schnitzels, both a chicken and a pork one. Nice. You have any more, pretzels? More on the chicken side. Uh, pretzels tasted like pretzels. Not going to lie. I wasn't like blown have away by them. German beer. I had some Pilsners. Pilsners. I did have some Pilsner, man. I had a few of them, man. It was it was nice. They had, yeah, it was delicious. Nice. Kept it light. Kept it light. They had a bunch of, uh, obviously, every... Uh, Every spot we went to had its own like bar pilsner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you go to like an like a like a stereotypical? Uh, I think we German I forget the area that garden. we went. But like, was there a place that you went where there were like picnic tables, essentially, as far as you could see, with steins that they would bring to the picnic table? Exactly. Okay. But it was a uh, it was dope. Went to a restaurant had a uh, like I said had a schnitzel and had a pilsner, and then um, went to another one. Saw a few guys playing darts. Wanted to get in there and like see what i had and realize quickly that i could not fucking compete with these guys, <laughs> these guys they were on point real fucking good like there you fucking go. yeah really really they brought their own that is darts. one thing i have always wanted to do is go to a darts championship in dude Germany. let's do it me and you dude are there oh teammates other team you darts? seen have you seen these have you seen these matches 180 yeah, <laughs> yeah. The power are you kidding me i'm a big it's darts fan electric dude we used to play darts all the time at Woody's. I would I ran shop at Woody's. Dude, there's nothing better darts than for seeing shops? somebody get just I was the best smoked. darts player at Woody's. I was the best darts player at Woody's, which was not saying much because it's yeah, it's real. I don't know what it's really saying, actually. Yeah. 
I mean, there were house darts. I wouldn't um, even play with. You didn't throw a dart into a guy's. Neck. <laughs> You're really good. <laughs> like, you didn't miss the entire board and hit the wall behind it. <laughs> he would get just that one guy be like, oh, there's nobody uh, getting drinks over here by the bar. Yeah. And then stand by that fucking board and just have darts flying right by your ear. Dude, it was it was a tight window. Very tight. There's nothing more electric than seeing a dart go, in go into somebody's back or shoulder. Dude, it happened a few times. 100%. And then every time somebody would get drunk and then put their hand on the dartboard and you'd be like, I don't know why you think this is cool. <laughs> what? You is, want a dart in your impressive? hand? Is impressive? Yeah. Is what this are you impressive? gaining from I mean, this? I'll throw it, but like it's not even I don't like get why you're doing this. The amount of faith you have in anybody in this bar after doing shots all day to not hit your hand is just ridiculous. I don't know what you're gaining. Uh, yeah, I'll throw fuck. it. <laughs> God damn. All right. I'll, I, all right, I'll, I'll throw, it. throw it. Yep, sorry, I missed. Whoops. Yeah, man. We gotta get back to the natty and play some darts at Woody's, baby. But yeah, we dude, maybe that's the retirement gig. We just start playing darts. Take on I think the power. Is one of the guys that's a big time darts. He might be retired by now, but dude, those dudes are so fucking good. We always played cricket. We didn't play five hundred one. Anyways, we're very much digressing. <laughs> did you learn any uh, German? No, no, I didn't learn any German. Did you go to see any like German sites? I'm still trying to learn English, Jason. Like, did you see any uh, no, historical I didn't sites? Sightsee? No, I, no, I didn't do. You didn't anything. go to like a church to, or was like, there to watch a football game or play a football, play a football game, game, Jason? You watched and played, I guess. God damn it. All right. Well, I guess let's talk about the game then. Um, what was the crowd like? Dude, the crowd was so electric. That's I know I want to go back and like see the Frankfurt soccer team or the football team, football club actually play. There was I mean, it was electric. You could tell that uh that they were enjoying seeing, you know, two of the best teams in the AFC go at it. And they were getting excited for both sides. I mean, it was a it was definitely a Chiefs home game. But when the Dolphins started to kind of, you know, rally there in the second half, you started hearing some Dolphins chants, and it nice. started to get pretty rowdy. And uh, and as the as the game got tighter and more intense, you could feel the crowd get into it, man. And uh, thank you for all everybody that came out in Frankfurt, man. That you guys made that quite the experience for a uh, for a for a kid from Cleveland, man. Yeah, Frankfurt was into it, man. It was uh, pretty awesome watching it on TV. I even like, I don't know if you know this, but the referees were like speaking German on some of the calls they had early on. Like, I forget what they called a false start, but I thought that was neat. That's pretty cool. All the fans were really into it. All those London games, typically, you don't see like that much support for the teams that are playing. They're not like like, a diehard, like. Yeah. Like, it's almost like an all star game where you see fans from all over the place. And they just cheer for it. Football. Frankfurt was a little bit differently. Like that was there was a lot of Chiefs fans there. They were pumped, there was a yeah. good amount of Dolphins fans there. Like it was, it was a surprisingly hostile environment. For there was a, a lot of red in the stands. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting it to kind of be a little more universal, which there definitely was. Like you saw for jerseys sure. from yeah. all over the place, but for the most part, though, uh, the Chiefs were well represented. Yeah, the, the 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 broadcast was awesome, especially with my man Rich Eisen doing the the play by play. Yeah. I got to see him uh, on my on our Friday practice. I got to see him come down, man. It's just it's awesome. He killed it, man. He's so He's electric every best. time he does it. What can't he do? Did you have any jet lag or anything from the? How far is the flight to Frankfurt? Did you guys fly straight into Frankfurt? I don't get jet lag, dude. I sleep like a baby on planes, so I can just I'd never lose sleep. What was the hour though? How far is it? I think it was like eight hours from Kansas City, eight or nine hours from Kansas City, eight and a half. 
Did you guys get a bigger plane so you could like get like the lie down flat seats? Yeah, and- I mean it was a it was like a what is it Virgin Airlines? I don't. I, I think that's a yeah that's an yeah, airline. One hundred percent. It was a, yeah Virgin Airlines flight. We were lucky the uh, the coaches uh, took the um, took the seats in the uh, in the back this time with their wives and they gave us they gave the players a chance to you know ex- lie down. How nice of them, dude! I I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to be in the back of the fucking plane, yeah. like we did in London. And sure enough, uh, this time they around, gave you guys first class. Yeah, yeah. Well, Maybe that helped. made the difference. It, it was a tight it game. Sure Maybe that made the difference. I'm telling you. Well, Andy had one of the best quotes uh, before the game when he was asked about playing overseas in Germany, and Coach Reed was quoted as, "I've always said, if we can get all the countries to play, we wouldn't have wars. We just play football." Hey, I didn't know the Big big Red was so much about peace. All right, now. I love that, though. Come on, now. That's a great quote. That is pretty good, man. And it was it was actually very cool. I kind of had a moment before the game. I looked over at our special teams coach, Dave Tobin. Yeah. I looked at him. I was like, Coach, think about this, man. About 50, 60 years ago, this shit ain't happening. Like, it's pretty cool to see, you know, there to be some type of war, or some type of, you know, hatred towards each other, or some type of, you know, difference. And to be able to, you know, down the line, uh, bring it together for some entertainment. I thought it was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool to actually kind of sit there and think about it there for a second. It does feel like during the uh, anthems and like right before the game that feelings like that come in. So just gets a little bit more emotional, man. Yeah, that had to be intense. That's awesome. Well, let's get to the game. All first half offense. You guys got out to a quick start with a seven play, 75 yard drive that ended in an 11 yard Rashi Rice touchdown to start the game. And later, a 13 play, 95 yard drive that ends in a Pat Mahomes to Jet McKinnon score to put you guys up 14 nothing. Uh, let's talk about the touchdown a little bit. You were playing uh, a decoy role. A decoy roll. Or on, is that what it was called? There's no way we're just blatantly saying, all right, Travis, you're going to go over here and just be a decoy. Like, <laughs> like it's definitely, it's a part of the progression. And yeah. if I get open, I get open. Or if, you know, I can grab a few guys, then yeah, I'll grab a few guys. But I'm always trying to get open. I'm never trying to be a decoy. Well, the well, the Dolphins definitely uh, uh, bid on the decoy. Three Dolphins defenders are on the Big Yeti which freed up Jet McKinnon. The play was actually drawn up for me. It was like play, play, it was yeah, drawn that up play, for you. That play, yeah, that play is meant for, you know, him to go, go through his reads and kind of read through me, essentially, uh, as the first read. And then when everybody stayed on you, that's why the Jets opened there in the flat. Hey, he was like, why are there three people on him? There's three people running with him. There's got to be somebody else open. And sure enough, he knew exactly who was going to be open. Yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, on third down, they just – Throughout the game, it kind of felt like they were either going to have a bracket or some tor- some sort of man hole defender waiting for me on the other side, um, knowing that I have an ability to not really run away from guys, but uh, take their feet to where I can, you know, create some separation across the field or get them thinking I'm going across field and go the other way. So it's just you know being dealt with the uh, the cards that I'm being dealt with. That's just frustrating, but at the same time, it's it's football, man. You got to kind of you got to just trust that everybody else around you is going to get open and uh, going to do their job, man. Well, Pat Mahomes is certainly doing his job in the first half. He finished fourteen for nineteen, threw for one hundred and forty-seven yards, two touchdown passes. But those fourteen points would be all the offense put up the rest of the game. In the post-game uh, interview, Pat 
talked about the offense. We can be a, a lot better as an offense. I think if the offense gets to where I think it can be and where we can be, um, we'll be a hard team to beat. Yeah, what was it like going against the Dolphins' defense? Um, what were they giving you trouble with in the second half that kind of stalled things out, you think? Well, I think uh, teams with really good DBs um, means that they're going to find ways to kind of bracket coverage you. When you have smart DBs and guys that can play, uh, can kind of read routes or kind of read uh, concepts um, and just have an idea, it's uh, it's going to make it challenging when they when they run their zone coverages. So that's kind of what they were doing on first and second down was playing their prevent, keep it all in front, uh, don't get beat deep, and make you make you drive down the field and um, yeah. With a team like that, you got to have the run game, and that's that's just, I think why we were so successful in the first half is because we were running the heck out of the ball, man. Yeah, you guys were really getting after it. Papa Checo, man, he was downhill and uh, kind of put it on our old line to be a physical, you know, dominant team, and they showed up, baby. They showed up. Second half was dominated. Well, first half and the second half, uh, the defense was dominating. Um, as they have been the whole season. Damn, it's good to have a good defense, man. Fuck. I'll tell you what. Dolphins obviously have been heralded for their high-powered offense, almost setting an NFL record uh, not too long ago against the Denver Broncos. But they struggled in this one. The Chiefs D shut the Dolphins out in the first half. Um, it's the first time that's happened to the Dolphins in 40 games. Damn. Yeah, even uh, predating uh, Mike Daniels' uh, time there. Uh, held both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to under 100 yards receiving. Uh, there was a clip of you catching up with Tyreek after the game, attempting to do a jersey swap. Uh, what was it like seeing Tyreek on the opposing team for the first time? I mean, I think you you said it. We kind of talked about it, man. That dude is fucking – seeing him live, he's got to be the best ticket in, in the NFL. Dude, it's crazy. Seeing that dude live is the most exciting thing Jitterbug. you can see in the NFL. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. And uh, you put him with Waddle and the, all the other speedsters that they have, and damn, that's a fuck – that's that's a – that's a damn good and exciting offense to play in, I'm sure. <laughs> but with that being said, man, it was, I just you you never you don't always see uh, success stories when uh, when a guy leaves an organization like Tyreek did, and man, it's just good to see him. You know, it seems like he's still enjoying life the the way that we know know him to, and um, sure enough, he's looks looking like he's going to break the NFL record for most receiving yards in the season, and. Um, couldn't be happier for him, man. Yeah, I don't think it matters where what team he's going to be on. He's probably going to put up some pretty good numbers because he's <laughs> an nice absolute kill, freak. Man. Yeah, and that's I don't think he ever got the the credit he deserved as being the best receiver in the league when he was here. I think yeah. uh, I think him going to Miami and uh, and doing essentially the same thing he was doing here and then taking it up a notch. He's finally being regarded as the best receiver in the league, and um, you know I think that's. Uh, that was something that he always knew in his heart he was. And uh, we always were telling people, but it's just, it's good to see now. Yeah. And you're seeing the Dolphins do a lot of similar things that Big Red did with them, where they do all the, the funky motions. They do things to really uh, make it hard for you to locate where he's at, the crossing routes off the play actions, like all these things that he was good with the Chiefs. He is still done. And to some extent, he gets an opportunity to do even more in like this type of offense where they're already doing crazy motions nonstop. But, uh, Tyreek, I think he was happy to see Big Red, as we all saw 
uh, before the game. <laughs> he uh, snuck up behind him and gave him the old Pillsbury Doughboy poke. Glass. Uh, and um, yeah, it was, uh, you could tell it was two uh, kindred spirits uh, uh, coming back together for a moment there. Chiefs D finished the game with three sacks and two forced fumbles. One of those forced fumbles resulted in a touchdown, and it was probably the most exciting play that I might have seen in a while. I mean, that Dude, was I, wild. I, Whenever you get got, a lateral, it, it is going to be an excitement. That <laughs> shit's electric, man. It makes you want a lateral every fucking play. So, dude, um, does Spagnol does uh, – Coach Spagnola, is that what he's preaching? He's he wants guys to lateral to play on. Uh... I'm, you know what? I'm not in those meeting rooms, but that <laughs> looked like that was pretty natural. And yeah. granted, guys have been. It, I you would, I at least assume you'll see it more at this point when DBs intercept a intercept a pass. Like I feel like I've seen more laterals off of interceptions or like fumble recoveries or something. For sure. Well, you know who made it big for a while was Ed Reed and the the Ravens defense, like. I, I feel like they would try if, and literally lateral it just to Ed Reed. Well, yeah. Or yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. They would try and get the ball like the most athletic guy. And I think the there fastest, was a purpose behind yeah. it because back then the offenses weren't putting up as many points. Their defense was clearly like the leader of that team. So they really made an emphasis of like trying to score on it, turnovers. And it was always exciting. And I loved watching that stuff. And I don't really remember them botching them when I was watching it. Like it, it, it was, was always, yeah. it was Pretty successful. It was always what so. you saw on Sunday, and that was Brian Cook taking it to the fucking house, baby. Dude. You see, he's fine. Yeah, right there, there we go. It's both of them. That Cincinnati to Cincinnati connection there. Mike Edwards is also from uh, Cincinnati, the city. He's from UC as well. No, he's just from the city. Oh, Didn't go okay. to UC. From the city, right. though. Well, yeah. Cincinnati connection. Yeah. Yeah. Always big when you score before the half. So, yeah, Cook's uh, first career defensive touchdown. All right, now. The Chiefs. Defense also came up clutch at the end of the game when Miami had two different chances to potentially tie it. Uh, it did get uh, pretty competitive there towards the end. Uh, the first of those drives was dis- uh, disrupted by a huge sack for a loss of 11 yards by defensive end Tershawn Wharton. Turk. Turk. Turk, yeah. That's what we call him. I love it. After the game, you were quoted saying, I can probably tell you halfway through the season that this is the best defense I've ever played with. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the stats you, are saying you had some and, good defenses starting off to, in KC. And, I mean, even the first year we won the Super Bowl, the you know this past Super Bowl year. I mean, we've had some great fucking defenses, man. No doubt. And early on, I was playing with fucking like our entire like defense was like Pro Bowl caliber. Justin Houston, Derek Johnson, Eric Berry, Tomba Ali, freaking. Golly, who else? Brandon Flowers. Who was uh, um, the linebacker? Derek? Uh, Derek Johnson. Derek Johnson. You already say that? Yeah. I mean, Man. we had some fucking studs. Quentin Demps. We had some du- We had some dudes that could fucking play some ball now. I believe when Andy took over, it was either six or seven pro bowlers around the defense. Like, it was loaded. Dude. we had nuts. Yeah. And we were doing one-on-ones with them because they were all considered outside backers. <laughs> One-on- one-on-one pass rush. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, boy. Justin. Justin Reed, Houston. Justin, Justin Good Houston. luck. Yeah, better eat some more cheeseburgers, Kills. <laughs> but yeah, no, this defense, I, and it's not just, you know, the stats and everything and how many points they're putting up. Like, all that is, like, obviously solidifying them as, as one of the best. But um, it's big moments. It's the stops and big moments and key moments that are re- that's really, like, making us win games. Nice. You know, yeah. and solidifying games for us. 
And uh, that's when you know you have a great team when they're when they're playing their best at their best. Um, and that's why you know that's why we're seven and two right now, man. Yeah, it's a team game, but uh, yeah, right now the the defense is definitely holding up their end of the bargain. Offense is too because you guys are seven and two. You guys are winning games. You trying to? I was about to say, dog, we coming at. I mean, yeah, shit. no, you guys are getting it done too. Get There's no question. Yards, you got Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid. You guys are getting it done, but you know, Pat definitely uh, he stressed it. I think you stressed it enough. You know, you guys want to get going a little bit more on offense and with the way the defense is playing uh once that thing gets back on track which i know it will um it's going to be insane let's talk about something else insane big yeti makes history that's right you are officially the kansas city chiefs all-time receiving yards record holder you broke the record in this game uh the record was previously or your the record now is 10,941 receiving yards uh, you passed Tony Gonzalez to become the Chiefs all-time receiving yards leader. You finished with 14 yards receiving, uh, and you beat the record by one yard. One, dude, that's a buns day right there. It's a heck of a way to to break the all-time receiving record. That's so buns. I should have broke this record like three day three games ago, <laughs> and I'm just sitting here just. Either way, it is an absolute fucking honor, man. Ever since I came here to Kansas City, to you know be mentored by the greatest tight end to ever do it in Tony Gonzalez Yeah, to try and fill his shoes every single day and to, you know, reach some of the milestones he's, uh, he's set like a receiving yards game or receiving yards in the franchise history. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's just an honor to even, you know, be here in KC knowing that greatness is walked them halls. And, um, you know, I can be a part of that greatness, man, man. Well, it's been electric watching it, and it's it's crazy, dude. You're a franchise's all-time receiving yards leader. An absolutely crazy stat. Isn't, um, that, isn't that a crazy stat to even think about? Yeah. Like the franchise, man. I'm an old, old dog right there. 10,941 receiving yards. How many miles is that? Um, yards? Miles. Damn, I only know feet. How much is a mile? How many yards are in a mile? God damn it. I used to know this shit. How many feet are in a mile? I don't even know that. It's like 2,000 something? No way. It's got to be more than that. 11,000 feet? Uh, okay. One mile is 5,280 feet. Knew it. <laughs> Divide that by three. No, you got to multiply that by three. All right. Let's figure this out. We got this. this uh, we're doing some analytics right now. 52. What it's was it 6.2 miles. 5280. I'm not. I don't. I'm not cheating with Brandon. Get the fuck out of here, Brandon. So one thousand seven hundred and sixty feet. What are you? You're putting it in a calculator. Why is it so hard for you right now? I, so it's one thousand seven hundred and sixty yards or in a mile. So if you take that, if you divide ten thousand ten thousand nine hundred and forty-one divided by that number, you would have how many miles? So six point two one miles. Very good. That might Very have been 6.22. 6.22 miles if we round up. I'm out here just running. That's crazy. That's awesome, man. Um, what uh, Coach Reed was asked after the game about you becoming the franchise record holder for receiving yards in the post-game press conference, and he responded, I didn't give him the ball enough. Uh, <laughs> what a great player and a good kid on top of that. I don't know if he's just talking about that game or just over I the just course of your career. I just love that he still calls it. me a good kid. He's <laughs> just a good kid, you good know? Kid. The good guy's kid. just fucking – you can say whatever you want about him. He's a good kid. <laughs> he tried to give me the ball. I uh, was either a sorry and 
just buns and couldn't get open or, you know, football happened and Pat had to go somewhere else with the rock or get out of the pocket, whatever it may be. Um, I know coach Reed is dialing me up. There's no shortage of me getting dialed up on Sundays. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep trying to put up those stats and, um, who knows, maybe I'll, uh, I'll catch, uh, Tony Gonzalez in the most receiving yards ever by a tight end, um, when I die. Cause I still got like fucking 4,000, 5,000 more yards to go. Pretty incredible that you hold that record. Um, and we're going to wrap up this section with another record that you guys set from the week with the, the, the LeBron stat of the game, which is the Kansas City Chiefs are now the first NFL franchise to win a game in four different countries. That's right. Germany, England, Mexico, and of course, the red, white, and Dude, blue. That makes, that makes me like one of the only players. It is. Because yeah, I, I was how here many, for all four of those games. Who was here for all four of those games? Was Pat? Did Pat win in England, or was that Alex? Um, that was, was Alex. That? that was Alex Smith. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of who would be on that team that's still uh still our there. Long snapper James Winchester might hey, be a part way of to that. Go, it might James. Be me and James Winchester, the two long snappers on the team. You guys are the, you're the only player that's been there for all four. That's crazy. Yeah. Way to go. How about it, man? If I would have scored a touchdown, I would have been the only player that's ever scored a touchdown in four countries outside of maybe like a Tom Brady. Way to go, Big Red. Are you blaming Big Red right now? I'm blaming myself for not fucking finding a way to get open. What's the next country you want to get to, huh? What's number um, five for the Chiefs? Damn, what, what would be a fun country? I mean, Australia would be a fucking blast. They're, they get rowdy over there. Dude, they do get rowdy. Um, Australia would be fun. I'm trying to just go to the rowdiest, like... Wherever it gets fucking in crazy like intense, yeah. Brazil, ooh. Argentina, ooh. Ireland, do they get rowdy in Ireland? They, I don't know. Fuck yeah, they get uh, Ireland. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in 100. percent Fuck it, let's just go to all of them and see which one's the rowdiest. All right, we need to shout out one of our sponsors that you probably see us drinking all the time, and that's accelerator active energy i've already had three of these things man and i might enjoy a fourth one before i go to sleep that's a lot of caffeine if you've been looking for something with zero sugar that gives you sustained energy gets that metabolism going you know you need that metabolism going and uh, gives you the enhanced focus you need to record a podcast you got to check out accelerator active energy drink baby I'm uh, I'm over here sipping on that peach paradise already down the kiwi lime. And <laughs> I'll tell you what, I might go enjoy a rocket pop here sooner or later. For anybody wanting to enjoy a good rocket pop, you can find Accelerator Active Energy at uh, Amazon. If you know one thing about this show, there's a big old giant dog sitting behind me sometimes on the couch. And you've probably been wondering what it is that I feed that dog. And that is the that answer dog? is very simple. It is the farmer's dog. You feed him the farmer's dog. I do feed him the farmer's dog. You far- I feed him the farmer's dog. The farmer's dog. Dang, damn it. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's developed by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from real healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. That's right. And my wife prefers they eat this over the gophers in the backyard. It's the best option for dogs at all stages of life because it's not kibble. It's not canned goo. It's just real healthy food. They also send food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. So get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. Plus, you get free shipping. 
Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash new heights to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. Let's keep this thing moving. Eagles 28, Cowboys 23. In an absolute thriller, a divisional thriller on Jason's birthday. Hey! (laughs) Initial thoughts, big guy. Dude, it was a crazy game. Um, Filled with turmoil and, um, yeah, lots of things going on. Um, It was nuts. And certainly happy we got the win. No doubt about that. Great way to go into the bye with a Cowboys win. No doubt about it. Eagles-Cowboys, one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. Uh, Eagles are the first team to begin consecutive seasons with an 8-1 and one or better record. Since the 2005 Colts. Ooh, since the Peyton Manning and Dallas Clark Colts. That's pretty impressive. Wow. That is crazy. Not a lot of teams can put, you know. Patriots haven't done that since back that. To back that's like that's that. nuts. That's pretty good. Right. I know, yeah. You would think the, the dynasty that – Brady had like Pats or like maybe the Steelers. Like I'm trying to think of the teams that have been like like Ravens. Yeah, maybe the the Seahawks. Oh, and they had their runs. Yeah, Chiefs. Nope, just the Eagles, man. Eagles and Colts. You guys have got to have been close to that. No, I'm trying to think. I don't think we've ever started eight and one or better. It was my first year. My first year. You guys that are eight was, one. That might be it. No, we went like nine and zero. Oh. Nine and zero. Oh. That's big. That's yeah. a big start. Then the next year we went one and five. <laughs> it's a big difference. Ah, fuck. You guys had another strong game on offensive side of the ball, putting up twenty eight points. Man, you guys. Uh, I mean, all the weapons you guys got. That boy Jalen Hurts is balling. Yes, he is. That's right. And then the Cowboys' defense is a good defense, man. He threw for two oh seven with two TDs and rushed for a touchdown, and now has thirty three career rushing touchdowns, tied for Cam Newton the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in his first four seasons in NFL history. There we go. I mean, that's damn good company to be a part of right there. Um, and Eagles converted two fourth downs on the uh, opening drive. God, that dude, Coach Sirianni, just loves fucking running running the table, man. I mean, he, he said it last week. You know, we start every drive essentially first and nine because if it gets to the nine, if it gets to one yard left, on fourth down, we are going to pretty much go for it every single time. Make sure I tell Spags that. He knows. <laughs> A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, um, swole back man and skinny Batman had big games. A.J. had 66 yards receiving, breaking his 125-yard-plus or whatever it was that he was doing week in, week out. Um, the Cowboys finally had, a, had an answer, um, but so did A.J. He still had a – touchdown and 66 yards and then Devonte came in with 51 yards receiving and a touchdown yeah baby might not sound like huge days but i'll tell you what man some big time plays were made after aj brown's four yard touchdown grab he and Devonte smith reenacted the famous lebron and d wade what is that like a meme just a famous picture all the They're, above like is that what, what they was, were doing um, in this i mean that's exactly what it is nice they get creative does that make jalen hurts chris bosh don't you f- fucking dare. Dude, I'm just saying. It's what Don't it you looks dare. like they're trying to say. Udonis Haslam? No. Jalen's uh, fucking Mike Rubio. What the fuck's the guy's name? Uh, fucking head coach. What the fuck's his name? Fuck it. Mike Rubio. Marco Rubio. What the fuck's his fucking name? <laughs> the dude, Ricky Rubio, who you're referring to, is a he plays. No, I'm talking about the coach. Who's the fucking, what's the coach of the Miami... He's still there. He's a great coach. You're talking about the film guy, Eric Spolstra? Spolstra. 
was way off. <laughs> way <laughs> off. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. One of the best, uh, most iconic photos of all time of two of the greatest basketball players ever played the game. Well done. It's good coordination. Yes. A.J. Brown should have just had LeBron, LeBron cleats on. So how does this work? After he scores the touchdown, Devontae, like, finds the camera, and then he assumes the uh, the outstretched arms of Dwayne Wade. So the, the actual uh, – I forget – the full play, but essentially they're on a fast break. D Wade throws the no look alley oop, and LeBron comes in, and then the picture is kind of says everything that I just said. So yeah, but how, I'm just wondering how it gets choreographed. Like, do, how do, does AJ? I guess I can ask AJ. This, like, yeah, does he go? Say, this is the, the only way to get this answer is to ask them. Like they're like, hey, you're gonna find the camera, and then when you find this it, this is then why I'll jump I can't do you. these kind of celebrations. Yeah, right? There's too I much going it, on. I did it one time, and it was actually with Alex Smith, who did it one time and never did it again. But we choreographed a uh, a potato sack race. It was me, Alex, versus uh, versus the cheetah. Nice. We said whoever scores the touchdown, whoever gets the first touchdown, gets to win the race. So it's like everybody gets up, and you have to like act like you fall down. and Yeah, you're doing the whole – you're doing the yeah. thing. And I won. I beat the cheetah in a race. Well, but – you, it was set for up from the beginning. It was, a, it was a fixed race. Yeah, but if you look at it, he the cheetah tried. He you did. think they have a wristband on this? They're like, all right, what celebration are we running? Uh, 15, 15. Not a fucking chance. But ask him. All right. The biggest offensive play of the game for some people is Jason. You screaming right in that man's face. Yeah. Jason, why don't you tell the people what the fuck you were doing? I actually wasn't screaming. I was laughing as loud as I could in his face. <laughs> That's a laugh. I was, I was going like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing. Yes. You were like bringing him closer with every laugh. That's what I was Jesus. doing. Yeah. No, that's what I was doing. That's fucking terrifying. You're like a fucking thrilled villain. Yeah. Just, I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure which one was. Fucking psycho. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I kind of blacked out. That a boy. <laughs> Get Bo Allen to fucking carry you home. <laughs> New Heights Reddit page had some fun with this moment. User Non Ramen posted a screenshot of Jason yelling and wrote, no right answers. What was Jason Kelsey screaming? <laughs> so we have a few one here from the user uh, Boy Wonder. The Boy Wonder. It's about this girl named Bella, and she meets his family <laughs> called the Cullens. It takes place in town called Forks, and it turns out they are vampires. Oh, okay. That's good. This is Twilight. a joke. Yeah, there you go. Well, if you would have kept your headphones on while we were going through it, you would get the reference. Nightcrawler171 wrote, National Titans Day isn't a real holiday. It is. <laughs> it is. For anyone that wants to join and isn't a fucking Grinch about holidays, Broken <laughs> Butterscotch wrote, and I need you now tonight. I fucking need you more than ever. See, that was a good one. That was a good one, Broken Butterscotch. Well, Dan Band action. Illustrious Panda 2038 says, I can't get my jeans if I'm at football. Classic. <laughs> That's probably, unfortunately, Kylie probably felt like he was yelling at him at that point. 
because of frustration that she has to get four babies ready instead of three. Um, well, well done. And we appreciate the 92 percenters for commenting on that one. There were a lot of that was I mean, it was a hilarious moment. And you look like a fucking psychomaniac that just loves what he's doing. So I loved every bit of it. There were a lot of holy shit moments in this game, Jason. I was watching the game um, on ESPN Gamecast, so I didn't see any videos and the Wi-Fi isn't great over the Atlantic. I don't know if you knew that. So I was uh, nonstop just trying to reload the uh, scores app and uh, and see what the fuck was going on. And I mean, it got it got close. It got pretty crazy, man. Cowboys tight end uh, Luke Shoemaker's non touchdown on the goal line. Um, knee goes down. Ball has not crossed. So it is it's about as legit as a touchdown called back and get because it was called a touchdown right it was called that's what i was about to say it's not a, it wasn't the best game to follow on gamecast because there were points taken off the board there were challenges it was a lot of <laughs> no fun. Uh, i was just sitting there waiting like God damn it <laughs> what the fuck is going on yeah it, it looked when in real time it looked like a guaranteed touchdown and then all of a sudden we're on the sideline we see nick throw the challenge flag because it was fourth down and we're like what is he challenging here like um and they said, no, his knee's down. And then we looked up at the jumbotron, and sure enough, knee was down. Uh, so we got the ball in the half-yard line to try and, um, you know, give a little room and put a drive together. We started out with a little quarterback sneak, get a little breathing room. All right now. But, yeah, that was a huge point in the game. A lot of people don't know this, but that's that's props to everybody that's up in the booth. For sure. So you got coaches that are up in the booth that – might be seeing a TV copy, might be seeing, you know, some version of, you know, uh, a replay. Yeah, I don't know what they get access to. I'm not sure what they get access to either. Do they get the same thing the officials get? For the people that don't know this, there are coaches on the field and there are coaches up in the skybox so that they can kind of see all this stuff or like, I don't even know what they're doing up there anymore because everything's, I don't know, uh, just more advanced, like technology is more advanced. So I guess... You don't necessarily have to be in the boat in the booth, but I don't know what I'm even talking about at this point. But shout out to the guys up in the booth for you know relaying that to Sirianni because because being on the field, you just don't get to see all the replays or everything in real time. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about this, aren't I? I thought Nick threw the flag. Maybe he did because aren't all uh, touchdowns like review like reviewed? Are you allowed to challenge? They are all reviewed. They all are reviewed. So that might have just got reviewed. By Call it in from New York or something. Yeah. Either way, John Ferrari does a great job, and he's letting Nick know on all of them. So nice. Shout out to John. Although I think Nick sometimes you know, little gunslinger, he's shoot from the hip. He's gonna. <laughs> I don't care what. I don't want to put say. all of the failed challenges on uh, Ferrari, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys go down, uh, put a drive together. Do the brotherly shove from your own one just to get a two-yard gaining, kind of get some breathing room there uh, in your own end zone. And sure enough, Michael Parsons jumps on top of the entire pile. Um, Might not be the most effective way to stop the tush push, but it definitely looks like a fun way to to Wave surfing, tush push surfing. That's just the best. Crowd (laughs) surfing. Dak did step out of bounds on a two-point conversion and – Damn, I know he wants that one back, man. Yeah, with uh, 6.23 left in the fourth quarter, the Cowboys attempted a two-point conversion to make it a three-point game, which is um, always, you know, I mean, that's a big-time moment in a, in a big-time game. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure when he scrambled and extended the ball out for the pylon, he definitely thought he was in bounds with it. So, 
Yeah, he had the room and the space, you know, just. Definitely wants that one back. And then Tyler Steen's fumble recovery with uh, 107 left in the game. You guys have the ball on your own 32. The Rook. DeAndre Swift ends up running into A.J. Brown, causing the fumble, but the Eagles' rookie offensive lineman comes up clutch with the fumble recovery. I have no – I've watched this play multiple times. You still can't figure out how I still have no idea how it. Tyler got the ball. But Steen, way he's to freaking there. go. I mean, he's down, he's big, down there fighting in the trenches, baby. I don't know how he got that ball, but my man found a way to get it. Steen's first career start, huh? It was, and he did a great job. I mean, it, Hell I yeah, mean listen – it wasn't, I mean, you'd block a Michael Parsons, you know, De- Demarcus Lawrence, like, yeah, they get Osa. They got some good dudes over there on yeah. on the Cowboys. He, and He definitely had a few welcome to the NFL moments. For, for sure. sure. In, in the first half, but he settled in really well in the second half. You know, we're all really, really happy with how he played in his first game. You see the flashes, you know what I mean? He's got the athleticism. He's got the strength. Uh, there are a lot of really, really good plays. And then obviously he's a rookie. He's got some learning moments uh, like we all do. Uh, but I mean, boy, did he come up and probably the most important part of the game uh, by whooping a magic trick out by coming out with that ball. So shout out to my man, Tyler Steen with the big fumble recovery on a completely botched play. We were ran, we were running like a slip with a, I'm not, it looked like guys were flying everywhere in the back. We run a, like run a slip. <laughs> we run like a little, uh, you know, uh, AJ go behind it. And him and uh, DeAndre ran into each other. I mean, not the way you want to end a third down, Dude, four minute drill play. I've been good. there. I've been on a few whack blocks and almost hit the running back. That is not where you want to be. Yeah. Got to get off the ball. Yeah. The Cowboys had the ball with um, 46 seconds left, no timeouts. After some Eagles penalties, they find themselves first and five on the six yard line with 27 seconds left to go. And um, when, when you're sitting there on the sideline and the team is inside the 10 yard line and you, as an offense, you just know, you can't really do much about anything. It's just like, yeah, I'm like, well, I hope somebody makes a play. Let's go team. Let's go team. <laughs> Man, I wish we would have done better in that four minute drill. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. God damn it. Like, gosh, if we only would have done this, this myself. and this, we could have not. Why do they have the ball still? <laughs> Well, Dallas then had a false start, which is probably one of the things you're hoping for, uh, some sort of penalty yeah. to b- hey, pull them back link. or get them. Yeah. And then uh, took a sack, yep. doing an incomplete pass, had a delay a game, and then finally had a pass to C.D. Lamb, fall short of the end zone, which if you're going to throw the ball in that situation, you got to make sure the guy's in the end zone, I feel like. Reminded me, it was kind of, you know, who uh, Tom DeTemple came to the game, and he's right. It, it was very uh, – Tennessee Titans, um, ooh, uh, yeah, Super Bowl, uh, St. Louis 30. Rams throwback style. Thirty, can't remember. No chance I'm getting that one, but yeah, yeah, very similar ending to the game in terms Might be of thirty coming Might up, be 30 came up like a yard or two short. Epic. That was like the first Super Bowl I actually remember watching. Like we, like we, as a, as a, I think it was either mom or dad. We went to a Super Bowl watch party. Did we? I, I know I did because it was... Where'd you go? I don't fucking remember where. Don't I remember. just remember being at a house and it was like, it was like you could see like Rams stuff all over. Super Bowl 34. 34. I was kind of close. I knew it was in the 30s. I have nothing other than that. We walked out of there with a Kurt Warner uh, Super Bowl mug or a cup. There was like a little party cup. That's cool. Yeah. I used That's to drink dope. milk out of it and hope that one day I could be like Kurt Warner in the Kurt greatest Warner. show on turf. <laughs> You're definitely not Kurt Warner, but you did all right. Back to the uh, the final sequence of the game um, where the defense comes up big. Lane Johnson was quoted saying, uh, 
He aged in dog years watching that final drive. Dude, it was nerve-wracking on the sideline. Like you said, when when you're out there and you're just watching the defense and there's nothing you can do, it is like, uh, man, I really hope we pulled this out. Come on, boy. Come on. Well, you guys pulled it out. Any uh, final thoughts after the game? You know, obviously, a lot of things to clean up, but to head into the bye week, 8-1, and one, uh, beating the Cowboys, uh, I'll take that uh, result, those results any day of the week. We just got to clean some things up and, you know, Really happy, obviously. The NFL gave you a beautiful birthday gift after uh, a long, hard-fought W, and that's a, a drug test. Hey! Because, Jason, there's no way you're playing this game at 36 years old the way you're playing it, man. <laughs> this guy's juicing. He's juicing. He is fucking... He's cheating! Mom, he's cheating! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh, man. Nah, man, that's... uh. I think I actually got drug tested around my birthday, too. I know I got hit around then. Um, I'm not sure if they time it up like that, but it's definitely um, it's never fun after a game. You Sucks. Know? It's the worst. That's, time. The, that's the worst, because and I get you're it. typically more dehydrated than you ever are. And yeah. it's not like you, you want to get out of there. Yeah, you want to get the fuck just out want of there. A big game. I'd love to go drink some beers with my friends, but now I got to wait for. Four guys to pee in a cup that are dehydrated and they're not getting it done on time. And but I mean, I get. Listen, it's. I think it's good because I think they started doing it after games because there are some things that get out of your system quick. So they're trying to make sure that they're getting guys as close to game time as possible. But yeah, it's it's not um, ideal for uh, you know getting out of the stadium and. I didn't even get to see mom in Orlando uh, when we played um, not Orlando. Uh, oh my gosh, what a away Tampa. game was that? Tampa. She went to the Tampa game and uh, there was just took too long doing. Took the too long. Couldn't get like, to the mom, buses. I'm not like by the time I'm getting out there, I'm like literally the last one getting on the bus and we're we're rolling. So yeah, it sucks, but you know whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. And yes, you have to you have to do it immediately. You have like a like a two-hour window, a three-hour window, technically, but because if you're in a way stadium or, you know what I mean, if, you, yeah, you have to do it just about immediately. There was, I feel like somebody got out of doing it immediately, and I don't know what they did or if it's an option, but they definitely make it seem like you have to do it immediately, but I don't know if that's... I think if it's an away game and you can't use it and everybody's got to go, it's like, all right, you get on the plane, but you have to do it as soon as you arrive. Maybe that that's probably what it was, because it, it was definitely an away game. Like when, when you land, happened. you have to go straight to the facility or straight to a tester and and get it yeah. done. But either way, kind of comes with the job. And, uh, you know, we like it that way. So it keeps <laughs> all the... Guys that'll fucking juice up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Fuck. Could you imagine getting hit by a guy who's on fucking... I, I mean, I've definitely did. been hit. We've definitely, definitely been hit by guys. <laughs> still. It's always ironic when, like, you're playing a guy, and then, like, three weeks later, he gets popped, and you're like, no wonder he was so strong. Was oh, my God. the strongest gosh. man in the fucking world. I was, his God, hands man. were so vicious. <laughs> they were fucking stones. The way he was hitting me. Holy fuck. <laughs> LeBron's stat of the game, Jalen Hurts is 10-0 and in regular season games against teams with a 500 record or better. Yeah. Since 2022. That is a fucking LeBron stat if I've ever heard it. That is a big LeBron stat. Like we said, if you're in fucking the cahoots, or if you're in fucking 
LeBron stats, you're doing something right, but that is as <laughs> LeBron stat as it fucking gets right there. All right. It's time to shout out one of our amazing sponsors we've talked to you guys about before, and I'm always happy to talk about them again. The new Experience Smart Money debit card and digital checking account. But I'm guessing some of the 92%ers don't yet realize how easy it is to use this thing. Well, it's super easy to use. Just add your Experience Smart Money debit card to your digital wallet and you can simply tap to pay once you fund the account. That's some convenience right there. And it's accepted anywhere MasterCard is, which makes pursuing a passion or hobby, like maybe uh, cow farming, uh, and purchasing things associated with that hobby easier. Maybe I need to pick up a hobby like that in the off season. Should I? Uh, should I get into like farming and gardening and poultry and what else do you do? You do like uh, pottery. Made your own mug the other day. I did. Yeah, I do. You're yeah, a carpenter. You like make some. You do a whole bunch of shit there, don't you? I'm trying. Um, I'll be. I'll be. I'll probably just stick to golfing. <laughs> that. I'll stick to golfing, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep it moving from there. All righty. And fortunately for all the 92 percenters out there watching uh, who haven't already signed up, getting started with your experienced smart money debit card and checking account is easy and fast. You can set up in a minute. Plus. If you didn't already know, the Experience Smart Money account uh, has no monthly fees and no account minimums. How about that? To get your Experience Smart Money debit card and che digital checking account, go to Experian.com slash Kelsey. Experian is not a bank. Foreign transaction fees may apply. Um, see terms at Experian.com slash legal. The holidays are here. That's right. And our sponsor, True Classics, is, uh, is ready for it. It's time to break out my favorite jeans, t-shirt, and sweaters from True Classic. Speaking of the holidays, 92%ers, True Classic's ultra-comfortable, perfect-fitting essentials uh, make for a perfect gift for guys on your shopping list this year. And right now, for a limited time this November, they're giving our listeners a special Black Friday deal all month long, up to 60% off site-wide at trueclassics.com slash newheights. True Classic completely re-engineered how T-shirt fits. Um, they're tighter around the arms, so basically the opposite of what I got going on right here. Tighter around the arms and chest and uh, shoulders area, but have a looser fit in the torso for big, fat men like Jason. Ooh, the way I like it. Um, plus, when it comes to sweatshirts, their hoodies and crews will become your go-to for casual Fridays, game days, and trips to the gym. So if you're ready to upgrade your closet, shop now with our exclusive link at trueclassic.com slash new heights and save up to 60% off site-wide during their November holiday sale. That's right. End this year with holiday cheer. Thanks to True Classic. Let's keep this thing moving to bye weeks, man. Congrats on the win. Yeah, well, we, we both enter the bye week, um, ironically, before we both play each other. Um, yeah, what do you – so midpoint in the season, how are you feeling physically? What are you uh, going to do during the bye week? If I can if I can give you any uh, words of getting that sauna, baby. It gets, that, gets those recovery juices flowing. You know I'm with uh, it. Dude, yeah, 34 – it was right around 33 or 34 for me where it really started to like change. And bye week's big. So, bye week is big. Be doing a lot of activation, a lot of activation. Yeah. Get these things <laughs> takes a little uh, bit more to get that fired. motor up and running. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's uh, get the caffeine. Let's do this hip exercise. Let's get this Theragun. Let's get this band. <laughs> this All right. Glutes still aren't firing. All right. Let's get it on this machine. Yeah. 
all that shit. No, it is fun. How are you feeling going into the bye week? I feel good. I'm a little banged up from last game, but I think it should be good by the time uh, we're coming out of the bye week. Um, got some things fun. I'm going to Thursday Night Football in Chicago. You know, Fuck obviously yeah. Amazon Amazon bought the Kelsey documentary, and we were talking uh, when that whole thing was going down about maybe getting out during the bye week to the Thursday night game, and Hell gonna yeah, have a man. lot of fun with with all those guys, man. You got Fitz, uh, oh, Sherman. You already know it's my it's arguably my favorite crew. I've got a lot of favorite crews, but yeah, um, that all Tony. all together full, yeah, Tony. With Carissa, Fitz, Carissa, you name it, man. They're all Taylor, can't Kirk, and um, Al up in the booth. Oh yeah, yeah it's so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. I can't look, wait. Richard Sherman on there having some fun as well. Typically, you go to warm places in the bay. We're gonna go to Chicago, a little, little bit different. Uh, but shots out, baby. Hey, a little windy city action. Yeah, so I'll be there for a day and a half. That'll be fun though. That's a cool stadium to go to. Always. They're trying to figure out a new uh, stadium right now for Chicago. So who knows how much longer Soldier Field will be there? So who knows what the city's to do? Yeah. Who knows what the city's gonna do? But yeah, that's my plans. Anything? What do you got? I plan on getting this body right. I got a little bit more banged up uh, this week than I than I was hoping. Um, yeah, which keeps you around and keeps you trying to you know get better. I think that. Uh, I never like to plan things on the bye week. I'm not because you just don't know how healthy you're going to be and you don't know how you're going to feel. You, it, whether you're winning or losing, I'm not trying to go and fucking be out and about if we're out here losing. Um, and, you know, obviously fortunate that we're seven and two and, and where we're at in the season. Um, but I, I definitely got uh, got the future in, uh, in mind and got to get this body right and uh, get as healthy as possible going into uh, argu- arguably the biggest game we got on the schedule, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles, man. The the family reunion game. All right, now let's get into a little Week 9 roundup. Yeah! Give some insights on uh, on some big headlines from Week 9 in the football world. Jason, start us off, man. Yeah, well, um, probably the biggest news from last week is um, had a head coach uh, firing. Raiders let go of head coach Josh McDaniels. Raiders announced they were firing Josh McDaniels last Tuesday night after just one and a half seasons with them. After the news broke, there was a story that was released uh, from a team meeting that happened the Thursday before by Jay Glazer, who reported uh, there was a big airing of grievances in the meeting and players just unloaded uh, on Josh McDaniels. And finally, uh, Josh McDaniels actually had Antonio Pierce, the linebackers coach, get up and speak on behalf of him and the coaches. When Antonio Pierce got up there, uh, he brought up the old Giants team that beat the Patriots, Josh McDaniels' team, in the Super Bowl in 2007. And uh, he said, no matter who we play, we thought we could beat them. We had a game plan that we could beat them. We had to believe that, and that's not here right now. We have to believe it here at the Raiders that we can beat anybody. When Pierce finally finished up his motivational speech, Everybody thinks they're great, except for Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels then goes over to Pierce and says, don't ever talk about the Patriots like that. Um, that is such a... This is a petty, this is a petty ass uh, report. I'm honestly, I'm not a fan of... I don't know what's going on in the Raiders locker room. I don't know what happened to Josh McDaniels getting fired. You know, you don't know if... I mean, this could be true. Who knows if it is, I would assume. Well, even if it's true, the context of it, like what if Josh was just like... It was like a half-hearted joke. I was like, don't ever talk about the page. Like, who knows how it was said? But regardless, losing football games in the NFL stinks. And, you know, when you're not where you want to be as a team, 
is difficult. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it's not fun in those moments, but I don't read into anything like this and think less of coaches or whatnot. Cause I know, listen, I've been there. I've been where organizations are at their bottom and it sucks. It sucks as players. It sucks as coaches. Uh, people turn on each other. It is not fun to be on teams like that. And all you can do is do your best to do what you think is right and true and, and be there for your teammates and coaches and everybody in that building and try to not be a guy that's, you know, kind of, um, you know, either, you know, being a part of the problem. That's what the Raiders did. Who knows what led to Josh McDaniels uh, being let go. Um, but, you know, obviously we feel for Josh and, you know, this is how the world, this is how, this is how the league works. And in not surprising fashion, because this happens a lot, the Raiders went out there and got a win. Yeah, they did. They rallied how many times the interim have we seen, head coach, man. Dude, interim head coaches. I, I, like what are, I would be curious what the record is for an interim head coach going into his first game. First, even like, maybe their first two games. Yeah, like Jeff Saturday won last year. And I'll shout out to Jeff. I mean, like, inter, it is not uncommon for, for interim head coaches to go out there and get a dub. And the Raiders went out there and got one. They beat the Giants 30-6 to under interim head coach Antonio Pierce. Damn. And the team was celebrating. They were some happy Raiders in the locker room. Max Crosby, all those guys are cigars. Some Vegas stogies. Yeah. They were they were enjoying it. Ooh. We just got this staff from intern Brandon. Uh since two thousand and ten, interim head coaches are fifteen and twelve straight up. That's actually that's I mean, that's a fucking that's a winning. Is that record only right in there. first games or is that in that's gotta assume, be first games, right? I would assume it's only first games. Yeah. Can coaching changes be enough to re energize a team? Uh at the halfway mark, Raiders are currently four and five, and they could—I mean, they could get—they could hit it hot street. They ain't out of it. They definitely are not out of it. They are not out of it, and they got some dogs on both sides of the ball that can—that uh, can wreck some havoc, man. Sure do. I hope it stays very like it seems like they are really bought in. I would like it to be like halfway bought. Not in. so bought in. <laughs> not so bought in. And Antonio Pierce uh, seems to be having those guys really fucking bought in right now, as they should, as they should, man. He uh, he seems like a good coach to play for, man. Well, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens this next week. We sure will, and we'll see uh, the Raiders twice um, in the future. Here, haven't played him yet. All right, Stroud boys. Next topic: C.J. Stroud continued his incredible rookie run this week. And the Texans 39-37 win over the Bucks. Man, a lot yes. of defense being played it over there. Texans. Impressive. <laughs> Texans, it was impressive. Texans were down 37-33 with 46 seconds left in the game. And C.J. Stroud leads a game-winning drive that ends in a 15-yard touchdown pass to wide receiver Tank Dell. Okay, Tank. Stroud threw for uh, 470 yards and five touchdowns. Damn. That's a heck of a day. Set the that NFL record. Hell of a day. Set the NFL record for the most passing yards in a single game by a rookie, breaking yeah. Andrew Luck's previous record of 433 yards. Damn. Stroud also became just the third quarterback in NFL history to throw for at least 470 yards and five touchdowns with zero interceptions. Taking care of that ball too. Yeah, he is. Man, Stroud boys out and proud. Um, yes, they is, are. Is Stroud a lock for offensive rookie of the year at this point? Yeah, fucking I mean, seal it up. Dude, it's just off of his Unless first something test. crazy happens. I mean, it's it seems I pretty. Mean, who I mean, who else is in up? it? What are the, what are the other ones? maybe? Running back for the Falcons. Um, 
I mean, we're gonna have, somebody's gonna have to come out of nowhere, yeah, and be a straw boy. Yeah, how optimistic should the Texans fans be? They should be very optimistic. They got a fucking great coach, and they got a they got a guy that's actually slinging it and taking care of the ball while he's doing it. And they it looks like they got a lot of young receivers and a lot of young skill position that that can fucking be accountable, man, and come up big and big time moments as they're, you know having a uh, 46 seconds left in the game, having a game-winning drive. I mean, that's that's big-time ball right there. Who's struggling right now is my guy Josh Allen. Uh, and, and he was struggling with this taunting penalty, man. It's fucked up, man. You can't point at a guy. Everybody loves taunting. This is so fucking whack. In the first quarter of the Bills-Bengals game, uh, Sunday Night Football, Josh Allen pump fakes a guy, then points at him and laughs. And, uh, yeah, got a taunting penalty for pointing at him. Because you can't point at a guy. It's illegal. It's taunting. You could call him anything you want, but can't point at him. Yeah, everybody knows. You can scream in their face. You can't point at him. This is so fucking whack. This is so whack. Uh, Allen gets called for taunting, and uh, the fans online were pissed, as they should be. One of the weakest taunting calls you've ever seen? Probably. I'm not sure if I've uh, seen in, too well, many of them. but I will say, though, in the referee's defense, this is getting called every time. I'm not saying it should be a penalty. I'm not saying that it's warranted of a taunting penalty. They are going to call you if you point at, if you gesture in the other defender's area or the offensive player's area, you are going to get a taunting penalty. So They've I made can it clear. stick my tongue out, put my hand behind my back, put the ball over my head like this, and yeah, but I can't point at you. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. All I'm saying is, I think that's so fucking bogus. I can high step and dance into the end zone, but I can't point at you. If you are high stepping and pointing, it is going to be a taunting. Yes, of course. I'm not saying it should be the penalty. I'm just saying that's what it is. Like, I don't think every holding call is or isn't a hold. I just know what is going to get called a hold nine times out of ten. So what's the difference between a guy pointing at you and then a DB going like this, looking at you right in the face? The difference is you're not pointing at him. The difference is you're not pointing at him. It's the exact same thing. You're taunting him. I agree. One is (laughs) going to get called. One isn't. 100%. I think that's that's all I'm saying. It's ridiculous. This is what I'm saying. It's going to get called. Whether it's – we could debate whether it should be a penalty all we want, but it's dumb. That's all I'm saying. It's going to get called every time. I don't think it's a stupid penalty that has gotten called every time. Yeah. I just think it's what I think it's bogus. It could be a natural instinct instinct to do that. I don't know. I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. I'm on Josh's team on this. This is bullshit. All right. Well, moving on from what should and shouldn't be taunting. Let's move on to week nine. New Heights stamp of the week. As you know, every week we get to the New Heights stamps. That's where Travis and I each pick. Our person as the stamp of the week for taking their game to new heights. Trav, who are you starting off with? I'm talking about another Butch Jones product, baby. A rocket scientist. My man <laughs> that doesn't need practice. He can hey. just go in there and just, you know, not even take a rep with the offense yet and find a way to get a dub. And that's Vikings <laughs> new quarterback, Joshua Dobbs. That's right, man. Uh, Jay Dobbs was uh, traded to the Vikings on Tuesday from the Cardinals, who he was originally playing for Cleveland, got traded to the Cardinals, um, then got traded to the Vikings um, and ended up having to go in against the Falcons. And um, that's right. Had a game winning touchdown pass. 
38, uh, I'm sorry, 31-28 victory over the Falcons with uh, 22 seconds left in the game. Finished the game with 158 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a rushing TD. This guy was putting up points, man. Uh, he hadn't taken a single snap or a single rep in practice. Um, he was actually on video taking snaps for the first time from the uh, center uh, on the sideline. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I mean, that if that doesn't tell you that we don't need to practice throughout the week, I don't know it does. Because um, he just went out there and got a dub in the NFL without even taking practice. So that's how you take your game to new heights. Shout out to Jay Dobbs for getting my stamp of the week. Yeah, baby. Who you got, Jason? Dude, I got Peter the Cop from Lehigh Valley. That's right. For those of you that don't know, uh, obviously the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry is highly uh, heralded and anticipated in the Philadelphia area. And one of the fans uh, left a clip on uh, sports radio WIP uh, that um, was so epic that we had to share it in a team meeting. So he already made this bulletin board material. Yeah, that's right. He, he put this out there to let guys know how important this game is to Philadelphia. And it did not disappoint. I don't have never hated anything more than I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Ever. The only game I look forward to any year, the 365 days, all four major sports, is the Dallas Eagles game in Philly. We need to bring this back. I hate the Cowboys. Everyone who loves the Eagles should hate the Cowboys. Hate them, despise <laughs> them, including the players. Sirianni's a motivator. He's all about culture. He needs to bring that back. He's got to get the team up, the players up, to hate the Cowboys. Hit them in the face. Knee them in the glory holes, as Jerry would say. Okay. You, you've got to bring that culture back. You've got to get them. You, sorry, I'm pulling someone over. Um, you've got to get that sorry, back. I'm get them back. This is over. not just the game. This year especially. It's the division. This could be the home field advantage for the playoffs uh, or not. Oh, my gosh. God, this guy was fucking in the middle of this speech was kneeing somebody in the fucking glory hole, man. Talk about multitasking. Oh, damn it. I wonder what he did. He run a traffic light? He probably just had a, he probably just had a fucking Cowboys fucking <laughs> bumper sticker. <laughs> God, that would have been gold. Well, either um, way, uh, shout out to Peter for multitasking on the job and uh, getting it done with a WIP rant for the ages on the Cowboys as well as uh, – uh, doing a service to our communities by pulling somebody over at a traffic violation. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was iconic, and it definitely got us fired up and excited to play the Dallas Cowboys. Fuck Way to yeah. go, Peter! Okay. Woo! Before we get out of here, 92 percenters, uh, we wanted to give a quick update on our official New Heights greatest highlight of all time bracket. Let's fucking go, man. That's right. I'm fucking pumped about this one. If you've been watching the bonus videos that release every Friday, we've been talking about uh, the greatest highlight of all time bracket for the past few weeks. And now we officially have categories Dude. for the highlight Dude. clips that we will be uh, competing with. Those categories are, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> that's right. Pretty self-explanatory. Anything that's now clearly against the rules, but at the time was incredibly awesome. Um, the best. That might be my favorite category. Yeah. That's going to be the most electric highlights. And, uh, uh, <laughs> Bracket. The second category will be Kelsey clips. That's right. Anything Jason or Travis, which that's probably going to be dominated by yeah. Travis highlights, but uh, <laughs> dipping into the NFL archives uh, for maybe even clips from Heights High, Ooh, which I don't know. Good old high school football, baby. Yeah, good luck getting the VHS tapes where those <laughs> tapes are for me. Home yeah. videos. 
It's going to take a while. It's going to take a few months to get those things. Third category is going to be fat guys. That's right. All offensive and defensive linemen clips. I'm excited about that. That's always electric. Maybe a little Dontari Poe touchdown. For example, Refrigerator Perry. What you know some, about? Freeze some good ones out there. Hey, everybody loves a good thick six now. All righty. <laughs> And uh, the lastly, the fourth category will be big catches. This is where stuff like uh, the David Tyree helmet catch, uh, Odell's one-hander, Julian Edelman's Super Bowl catch. The electrifying plays, you know. Yeah, Catches got to have their own realm of highlights because they're the most I mean, electric. Yeah. All right. Might be A.J. Brown from last week. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, those are the categories. So uh, keep submitting your your highlights if you want to enter the bracket. Now that you do know the categories, 92 percenters, this is your chance to submit your favorite clips to be included in the bracket. It has to fall under one of these four categories. Comment on this episode on your uh, YouTube channel or comment on social media at New Heights Show with 1S with your suggestions and what category they fall in. In our next bonus video, we'll start getting to the bottom of what the greatest highlights of all time really look like. Ooh. What the greatest of them all is going to be. Awesome. Well, that does it. That wraps up this episode of New Heights. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you know when new episodes are coming out. Uh, we don't have a bonus video for you this Friday, unfortunately. Since we're both on the bye week, we're going to enjoy our bye weeks. and uh, Enjoy the shit. We will be back next week, though, to preview the upcoming family reunion game between uh, Travis Kelsey uh, and Jason Kelsey, a.k.a. the Eagles and Chiefs, that will be played in Arrowhead. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, we'll see you next week. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment, and this episode has been presented by all-new Experience Smart Money debit card, the debit card that builds credit without the debt. All right, now. Hey, <laughs> hey. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S. And thank you to our production and crew. We love you. We thank you. You make us who we are, and we appreciate that. And to all the 92 percenters, <laughs> we love you guys for tuning in every single week. Don't know why you're doing it, but yeah. we love it that you do. Until next time. Peace. Hey, man. Get, come on. Get, get accelerated. Let's go. Ah. God damn it. Do you think? I'm about to fall over. Damn it. Oh. Yeah. I got to get a roller chair, man. <laughs>